0: I'm Coach Tony Miller, and you're listening to a Quick Timeout Out Podcast. We have conversations with basketball coaches from around the country focused on specific topics designed simply to help grow the game. Welcome to another episode of a quick timeout podcast presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. If by chance you have not visited drdishbasketball.com and specifically the Dr. Dish blog, you're really missing out on some great resources there. Included in those resources is a series that I've designed you to use with your players this offseason you'll find their drill diagrams explanations and also some videos for those drills to use with your shooting machines to find out more visit drdishbasketball.com and click blog from the drop down menu in the top right again that's drdishbasketball.com making his second appearance on the podcast today is brent tipton assistant coach for the guam men's Mm -hmm. national team coach thanks for coming back on the podcast
1: Thank you, Tony. It's, it's always a pleasure to be here talking to you. And as I told you earlier, uh, your podcast is my, it's like a bi or bi-weekly twice a week. I think you put one out definitely once a week. It's always a pleasure to listen and learn from your work on on your podcast.
0: I appreciate that. Last time coach Tipton was on, we talked about narrowing the, the competitive gap. For some of us who don't have the biggest, strongest, and fastest, we're always looking for ways to kind of narrow that competitive gap. And one of the strategies that we kind of briefly talked over was the topic of tagging up. Probably coaches uh, have seen either tweets about this or articles written about it, maybe have delved into it just a little bit, but we want to go a little bit deeper today. This is something that that Coach Tipton does with his team and knows a lot about, and so I thought it'd be great to talk with him about this. Coach, let's just kind of start like with the basics of this, when you see the topic tagging up, the name implies one thing, but I know that it goes much deeper than that, is much more involved than in that. Can you kind of talk about what exactly that's referring to?
1: Right. So I think there's kind of three general themes that the term the term tagging up means. So the first uh, way that we teach our players with the term of a tag up is we want to eat the space between you and your defender so the tagging up system is going to send all five offensive players to the glass to rebound on the rise of the shot with the purpose of putting pressure on the defense to consistently box out now on the rise of the shot the other four offensive players are going to eat the space between them and the defender boxing them out so eating the space between the offensive player and the defender boxing them out is going to cue the offensive player to engage their defender uh, by getting contact on the defender's high side. So tagging up will not work if offensive players are standing outside the three-point line after the shot is taken or uh, not willing to engage um, in contact as they duel with the defender that is boxing them out. So tagging up just – Just like the the game of playing tag, uh, you're trying to get contact on the defender that's boxing you out.
0: Before we get into kind of the strategies behind it, what advantages have you seen with this system? So I guess in other words, like why should a coach look into doing this with their team?
1: Right. So the the principles of tagging up, there's I think there's probably five ways that I've kind of thought through and written down of why we tag up. The first reason why is I think is the most important, and tagging up is going to make your transition defense five-on-five on on the rebound. So I believe that defensive transition and offensive rebounding has to be linked. So we must see transition defense and offensive rebounding coupled as the same entity. So if the priority of transition defense is to make it five-on-five as quickly as possible into possession – and keep it 5-on-5 five five in order to stay out of rotations early in the shot clock, then why not make it 5-on-5 five five at the point of the defensive rebound? Or yeah, the point of the opponent's defensive rebound? So tagging up is going to make it 5-on-5 five five at the point of the rebound. And this doesn't mean that we're going to be pressuring up full court, but what it does do is it gives players accountability that who they tag up on becomes their check and defensive uh, transition. The, the reason why we want to make it 5-on-5 five five as soon as possible in transition is because I believe that time and space are always the advantage of the offense. So in half court defense, when we arrive on the catch and a closeout, the less time and space we give the receiver, the less of an opportunity the shooter has to shoot and it disrupts their decision-making. The more time and space we give the receiver on a closeout, whether we're late on a closeout or we close out short, the more opportunity the receiver has to make a first-touch decision to shoot it, drive it, move it. So time and space are always the advantage of the offense. This time and space, in my opinion, is the hardest thing to guard. It's, It's hardest to guard in transition. So in my mind, why would I give transition offense the opportunity to have more space in transition by having my transition defense getting back to the paint or playing through the elbows to stop offense in transition? So transition, uh, traditional transition defense gives so much space to the offense by getting back. And in theory, building the transition defensive wall is great, but the more time and space between tran- transition defense's wall and transition offense's attack, the more opportunity transition offense has to build momentum to penetrate that wall. And I feel that transition offense is going to win that battle a large percentage of the time. So why I tag up is so I can take away transition offense's time and space immediately at the point of the rebound because all five offensive players are eating the space between them and their block out at the point of the shot with the tag. And then attempting to win the, the rebounding duel between the tag and the player that they're boxing out. So for us, tagging up puts us into immediately or into immediate transition defensive positioning.
0: Have you ever done any pressing off of this?
1: So because we want to make it five on five at the point of the defense, at the point of the defensive rebound, whether that is just a containment uh, idea or we do want to run and jump and pressure full court, even in a zone pressure then I think tagging up puts you in that position to to arrive on the catch. Your position is your help, whether you're trying to plug one pass away um, or plug the hit-ahead ball side. I feel that – and it helps for us to arrive on that catch into our our pressure defense. Um, And so just because we are eating that space – When the rebounder catches and turns and pivots to make the outlet, we are already there um, suffocating the ball or jamming the ball. And then because of our uh, shallow defensive triangles, one pass away, then we're able to uh, disrupt that hit ahead or disrupt the outlet to the point guard.
0: Even if you're not a pressing team, I have found that one of the hardest things, I think we practice it one way and then how it happens in a real game. Transition defense is what I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. How you practice it typically in your practices are the shot goes up, you send two to the board, everybody else sprints back or three to the board, whatever it is. And we run back, we turn around, we get set on Mm -hmm. defense, and then we wait for the offense to come to us. And how rarely that actually happens, you're running with somebody, you're not back set defensively most of the time. And so even creating a game like situation, I feel like this can potentially help you get closer to what it actually looks like in a game. I'm going to come back to the teaching points in a moment. But you said something that made me think, I hear a lot of coaches, they don't want their players buddy running with a guy next to them. Does this ever cause there to be more buddy run? Have you found there any problems? Are there any negative effects that go along with that aspect?
1: That's a great question. And the core challenge in a group invasion game is establishing order, both over chaos and the opposition. So most tactical activities, like you said, start in a perfect script and and not from an um, organized chaos position. So in order for a concept like tagging up to transfer to the game, it has to ultimately progress to a version that starts in a previous phase of play. So this is another reason why we have to link offensive rebounding to transition defense, because the offensive rebound is the previous play before we play transition defense. And so for us, because we emphasize that shallow defensive triangle of either plugging, uh, loading to the ball or flooding to the ball side, or they flooding to the outer to the third of where the ball is at. Um, we don't buddy run just because we want to get up the line on the line in the pass lane in our shallow defensive triangle. And that's part of our tagging up transition defensive uh, principles is we want to play on the line, up the line, just just so that we can uh, put pressure on the point guard from not having the opportunity to hit ahead. And that hit ahead, whether it's early and up the same sideline or early and opposite on a skip pass, really is the one thing that can then really hurt transition defense. So we do want to play on the line, up the line, so that we can take that away.
0: Yeah, that's a great segue to then to what I want to talk about. That's one teaching point. What are some of the other major teaching points for this system?
1: So there's three things that we really focus on when we're teaching tagging up. Um, we kind of alluded to the first one. That's just eat the space between your, you and your defender. So on the rise of the shot, we want no space in between the our offensive players, all five of our offensive players, and then all five of their defensive players who are um, trying to box out the second point after eating the space between you and your defender is we want to win the duel with your defender by tagging them on their high side so during the tag the offensive player has to seek contact on the defender's high side shoulder so as they tag the high side of their blockout, the four offensive players are going to duel with their blackout, forcing them either deeper into the paint or closer to the baseline to create a better rebounding angle, which is going to enlarge the area to rebound. So this duel is a physical encounter one-on-one to either create a strategic offensive rebounding angle or correct transition defense positioning by being ball-you-basket at the point of the defensive rebound. Then the third thing is we we tell our guys – And it's a kind of a catchy phrase. I don't know how others will interpret this, but we want to win the duel with the tag and bag. So if a tag up leads to an offensive advantage on the rebound, then you've created an extra offensive possession. If a tag up is unable to get an offensive rebound, then the tag up is going to arrive on the catch of the rebounder already in their transition defense positioning with their defensive matchup. If the offensive player or the offensive player must win the duel with the blackout with a tagging bag. So winning this one-on-one duel between the tagger and the blackout will result in putting what we tell our players, putting the defender into a body bag or fully burying them by being positionally on top of the blackout. And this is going to result in offensive advantage on rebounding positioning. So putting the defender who is blocking you out in a body bag over the course of a game is not only going to create extra offensive possessions, but will create an anxiety in the opponents to worry about the defensive rebound first before starting their transition offense. And this is why we want to link our offensive rebounding to our transition defense. And then the last rule is your blockout or the person you tag up on becomes your check in transition. So whether that's a a big on small or small on big, then that becomes your transition defense matchup, whether you are on the ball or whether you're in a gap in a passing lane. And then if it is a cross match, then we either play the possession through with that cross match, or we wait for um, a a switchable moment uh, during the course of a shot clock possession.
0: Let me go back to the, part about putting them in the body bag and burying them has this, have you seen this help make your teams more physical?
1: Right. So that's a, that's one of the things I try to argue with coaches is it is going to uh, help our competitive spirit and it's going to definitely help us be more physical. So uh, we want a defensive culture of toughness and grit. And we feel that when we are focusing on this tag up offensively, um, We're not so much focused on the defensive rebounding side, uh, but we feel that if we're teaching this tag up with our offensive rebounding, then it's organically going to help us become better defensive rebounders. So, yes, it helps us as a smaller country or as smaller players have that toughness, that physicality, um, and and with that physicality, take away some of a height disadvantage that we have, which, again, goes back to what you had said earlier, how this narrows a competitive gap for us.
0: Up until now, technology in youth sports has been used in relatively limited ways. Many of the apps are often slow and clunky, and many of them aren't even mobile-friendly. Wildcard's all-in-one app empowers you to manage your team or club, plus create social engagement directly with players. Your team can stay connected beyond game time with blazingly fast features like chat, virtual challenges, game recaps, and profiles. They've recently launched Club Management, so you can easily manage hundreds of teams, delegate responsibilities, and communicate simply with everyone on your team. A desktop version of club management also allows you to import thousands of teams, events, and rosters in one click and manage your entire club comfortably on one computer. Sign up for summer and fall with Wildcard. If you onboard in June, you'll get Wildcard for free. Plus, get grandfathered in. Use the link in the description to sign up. Again, that's the app, Wildcard. Coach, one more thing. If you haven't signed up for the Members Only a Quick Time Out Plus weekly email newsletter, let me tell you what you're missing out on. Each Sunday, I'll be sharing exclusive content not found anywhere else, including coaching courses, web clinics, video breakdowns, and audio and video interviews. That's four pieces of content a month for just $5. All you have to do is click the link in the description and you'll not only start receiving new newsletters, but you'll also have access to all of our previous pieces of content as well. So sign up today to join a quick timeout podcast. Plus, we hope to see you on the list. I would think that, as you said, this is the beginning of your defense. This is the beginning of transition defense. So while you're you are trying to actually get an offensive rebound, you're actually switching the gears in their mind to immediately be aggressive, more aggressive playing defense, which, again, is something that I feel like a lot of times after a missed shot, we jog back or get back. And then as the ball is coming to us, it takes us a second or two to transition into a defensive toughness mindset. And this almost eliminates that middle. I'm assuming that's something that you've seen with your team.
1: Right. Yes. And that's, and whether we're pressuring up full court or not, tagging up gives us as coaches an opportunity to keep our players accountable for what their transition defense responsibility is. When I was teaching a traditional transition defense where let's say my one uh, got to the top of the key, my two got to half court. Maybe I was sending my three, four, and five to to offensive rebound. Um, My one would forget to get to the top of the key or to the nail. My two would forget to get to half court because we we would tell them that those two positions are interchangeable. So if the two didn't get to his responsibility, he said, Oh, I thought the the point guard was going to get there. Whereas with tagging up, because the person that you tag on becomes your your check and transition defense, it eliminates those gray areas of who you have in transition. So if you tag up on the rebounder, you have the ball, but that's your your responsibility in transition. Um, If you tag up and the person you tag up on is one pass away on the point of the rebound, then the, the responsibility for that player one pass away is to get on the line, up the line in a shallow defensive triangle, and then plug that passing gap. So it's, for us, it really helps create accountability in transition defense and really helps the players know exactly what they're supposed to do while they're trying to build that, that defensive wall in transition.
0: Have you found that you just kind of have to, as a coach, maybe sometimes live with fouls if you're teaching your players to be aggressive on that side?
1: Well, we—that's one of the things that we teach in tagging up—is to be foul disciplined. So we don't want to push them in the back when we gain contact on their high side, um, but we do give a coach's clap to players who get up, who, who who get offensive fouls on the tag up. So that's something that we teach foul discipline on the tag up. Um, but on the flip side, we do praise that physicality. Um, through tagging up so yes we want to be foul disciplined, but we also give a coach's clap uh, to that physicality and that competitive spirit
0: i heard you talk about cross matches and that may immediately scare some coaches as i'm trying to think through this Mm -hmm. while you're talking i don't really know how many times if you're playing against a man defense that you're going to be that you're going to have that many mismatches because typically you're it may be like a three is guarding a two if you number your system but you're probably most of the time already matched up with somebody that you need to be matched up with. Is that right?
1: Right. And I always want to think about it this way. We, we want positionless players on offense. And I think having positionless players on defense is something that we need to value even as coaches. And again, I've, I've had coaches say, well, what if I have a big tagging up on a, a point guard? Um, I think we're all familiar with the phrase that mismatches don't get you beat, but open shots get you beat. I also believe that especially in defensive transi- transition, that that time and space is going to get you beat. So time and space are always the advantage of the offense, whether that's in a half-court uh, closeout where we either arrive on the catch on the closeout, um, but also time and space is going to get us beat in defensive transition. The more space we give a point guard to dribble push or to get downhill, um, the more more vulnerable our transition defense is going to be. So yes, we may have a cross match. We may have a mismatch. We may have a point guard on a rim runner where he ducks us in at the front rim, uh, but we're going to live with that uh, because we feel like over the course of a game, uh, if we can tag up, create extra possessions, um, then we are going to, Uh, gain advantage over the course of a game through this mentality and on offensive rebounds.
0: In other words, it's more likely that you're going to get beat by time and space than it is that you're going to get beat by a mismatch over the course of an entire game.
1: That's correct. Yes. And, And we firmly believe that that that's that time and space is always the advantage of transition offense, whether that's through, you know, not being foul discipline in transition defense, um, not stopping the ball, the progression of the ball. And then obviously, you know, our transition defensive principles of plugging that ball side, hit ahead, and then loading to the ball um, through the middle third.
0: Bigger picture now. So zooming back out, what have the effects been that you have seen since employing this system?
1: Well, That's a great question. Um, We are, like like I said, we're a smaller team. um, And the effects of tagging up for us, because we want to bridge that talent gap, because we do have a talent gap and a physicality gap. Um, Over the course of a game, open shots become difficult. And creating extra possessions is, is critical to bridging this talent gap. So tagging up is going to create a higher percentage shot because if we get that offensive rebound, we're there at the rim to finish. And then it's also going to give us an extra possession. Um, the, the other ways that I feel like um, tagging up has helped us um, is if you think about when we are, when we are on offense, um, we're trying to get defense in rotations, when we tag up, if we don't have an immediate putback on an offensive rebound, then we are looking to kick the space. And so we treat an offensive rebound by our perimeter players as penetration reaction. And so when we are in our penetration reaction, then we're filling the corners. We're going, to fill, we're going to fill a 45. We're going to have a fill behind on the offensive rebound. And then now, if we don't have a putback at the rim, then we're kicking the ball out to, to perimeter to space. Then if you think about it, this is going to create long closeouts. And the purpose of our offense is always to get defensive in, in rotations. Because if we can create a two-on-the-ball moment, then we have that advantage. Well, this is what tagging up and getting an offensive rebound does. You're going to have that two-on-the-ball moment, so now when we kick the ball out to space, we have just created this big advantage after an offensive rebound because we're either going to have an open catch-and-shoot shot or we're going to have a long closeout to attack. And for us, that's really – I mean, a lot of times we're not going to get the offensive rebound and the putback, but we are going to create those long closeouts on a kickout. And and when we can create those 50-50 opportunities over the course of a game, uh, then we can – help bridge that talent gap for us by creating those long closeouts after an offensive rebound.
0: Have you found that there are any negatives with this and how have you minimized those so that they don't kill you?
1: Live coaches are going to think that sending five players to the glass is is transition defense suicide. And I believe that tagging up is going to become the new normal Um, And when coaches start seeing the value of intelligently sending five offensive players to the glass for an offensive rebound, uh, there's going to be more coaches that are going to adopt this concept of tagging up. I believe that tagging up is the perfect way to defend in transition. Um, So there's a couple of things that coaches might think that are going to be transition defense suicide. What if a player leaks out um, on the rise of our shot? So let's just say the shot comes from the left 45. I am on the right 45, uh, about to tag up on my man, on my box out, but he leaks out behind me. The, one of the rules to our tagging up is we stay shoulder to shoulder on the player that we're tagging up. We never get in front of the, of the box out. The reason why is because we always want to be um, between the, my box out and the, and the basket that I'm defending. So we always want to be ball you basket which is you know, basic uh, defensive principles. So if a player leaks out behind me, I don't continue on for an offensive rebound. I get back with that player who leaks out. The second thing that might happen is if I'm the shooter and a defender closes hard on me and continues uh, on a flyby, then the moment that I release, I'm getting back with that player who had contest heavily contested my shot on a flyby and is now um, up on, up getting up the court in transition. So those are really two things that yes, we're sending five players to the glass, but it is intelligently, it's not reckless abandonment. And those are the two situations that if they have a leak out in transition, we go with that leak out. If, if that's, if that's how they're trying to combat, um, us sending five players to the glass
0: so just to be clear like if i'm a shooter and i shoot it i'm not just sprinting to the basket or in another position i have maybe we had a couple years ago a point guard who was really great at offensive rebounding and so we just kind of like sent him rogue in to go get the basketball you can't just you can't just leave a man and just go after the basketball so it almost limits that pursuit mentality at least to a, a small degree right
1: well, yes and no. Um, I agree with you that we want to send strong rebound, rebounders to um, to the glass. But, again, our priority is linking offensive rebounding to transition defense. So we're trying to create 50-50. And so let's say that I have a great rebounder. If I can tag a, a box out on their high side, bag them by getting on top of them and pushing them farther to the paint or farther to the baseline – then I've created a better rebounding angle. So the, the the reason why we don't want to send a player rogue to the basket is if that ball goes over their head, now transition offense has that five on four advantage or that four on three advantage. And so really our transition defense is, is our priority, but we want to create 50, 50 opportunities. So we, we show players through film and we we're constantly reminding them, you want to create that 50, 50 ball. And if defensive box out gets that rebound then good on them they're supposed to get that that rebound because they should have inside position so we're just trying to create 50 50 opportunities and with our 50 50 opportunities we're either trying to grab that rebound tip it to a teammate or if we can't do either of those and we're trying to tip it out of bounds so now that we can set up our full court defense because that becomes a dead ball situation now they have to inbound the ball full court against our full court pressure so I guess that's what I would say to to help stimulate thought on sending a player rogue to the basket um, by running past their blackout.
0: Before I have you kind of kind of wrap things up and talk about maybe some resources and where to connect. Is there anything else that you feel like maybe we haven't covered or big picture or your last argument for for this system? Is there anything that you feel would be helpful for coaches to hear?
1: Yes, yeah, so I I think that when when we're trying to coach the game we we need to coach in a games games approach and i feel that coaching the tag up is a games-based approach to coaching um and the reason why is when we think about um the the concept of establishing order thinking of how we can coach one phase before the box out or before transition defense which the box out would be the phase before we teach transition defense Um, we have to have a games based approach to coaching. So when we think about our drill selection, here's a traditional way of how we teach boxing out. We start in scripted spots and perfect spacing. The coach throws the ball off the, uh, or shoots a missed shot. The players know the shots missed. Then we teach defensive, uh, a box out technique. Then we teach an offensive rebounding um, technique and everything becomes scripted. But in, in establishing order, there is always dynamic movement by offense um, and the offense is never stationary when the shot goes up. And so if we're, if we're wanting to have this games based approach to coaching, then I think tagging up can be that way that we can uh, script uh, a scenario and practice before we get on in transition offense or transition defense. Then we're working on tagging up offensively, Um, Out of player movement. And then now we're also two way teaching on the defensive side, um, that boxing out technique. So. Keeping it as game like as possible, if that's our desire as coaches, and I think teaching tagging up is a sure way that we can incorporate a games based approach to coaching.
0: So if a coach wants to look a little bit further into this, what would you say are some great additional resources, whether it's a website or videos or something, anything that you have coming where they can learn more about this?
1: a great resource that coaches can look into is Aaron Fern, uh, Basketball New Zealand's under 17 and under 19 uh, head coach. Um, He has some free resources on YouTube that I was able to look through this a couple years ago when I I first found out out about this concept. Um, And I, Basketball Australia on their coaching resource page has the concept of tagging up as well, because this is something that has come from Australia. Um, So if coaches are interested in finding more information on that, uh, those are two ways that are two areas that coaches can research to dive into their um, research into the uh, the tagging up concept.
0: And if by chance they haven't connected yet with you on the internet anywhere, where is the best place for them to connect with you?
1: Uh, Twitter. My handle is uh, at coach B Tipton. And uh, that's really the best way to, to connect with me. And then my email address is also coachbtipton at gmail.com. Uh, and I definitely love the collaboration with coaches. And I don't have all the answers, but some of the questions that get asked to me, I, I'm able to help with even my own, my own understanding of the game and, and the knowledge gaps that I have um, currently as a coach, just always trying to you know learn and get better as a coach. Uh, and, and Tony, something that I, I talk about often with fellow coaches is I, I believe that we are as coaches, we are apprentices in a craft that is never meant to be mastered. And the reason why we're not ever meant to, to master this art of coaching is not only is a game changing, but we're coaching people and we're coaching people with emotions and we have emotions. So, you know, that's something that I'm trying to continually grow in and, and making sure that I'm always a lifelong learner as a coach and in this game of basketball.
0: Uh, that's coach Brent Tipton, assistant coach for the Guam men's national team. Always gold. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Tony, for the opportunity. I really do appreciate it.
0: That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.